You know, I never thought I would say the words nipple bra on a podcast, but here we go. That is the conversation, the topic of today's episode. Now, if you haven't seen on social media in the last couple of days, Kim Kardashian with her brand Skims has launched this nipple bra and I saw this and I was just like, man, I have to record a podcast episode on this. And after a little bit more kind of research, I've decided to piece together a whole episode very spontaneously. This is a bit of a bonus upload, but a whole episode looking at four of the key marketing strategies that that Skims uses, specifically how they use it on social media. And I just thought this would be such an interesting episode to create and hopefully for you guys to listen to. And I'm just going to chuck this up on the podcast because I think as a business owner, sometimes we have to just do things for fun. And for me, this sounded like a really fun episode to record. So let's dive into it. Skims. I am a Skims customer. I'm going to put that straight out there. And probably this episode is a little bit biased because I'm such a Kardashians fan. And I feel like there's like almost for a long time, there's been like a little bit of a shame in this. Like Kardashians is the guilty pleasure. I know a lot of people have like laughed at me for watching this. And I just always really enjoyed the show, particularly their new like Kardashians show on like Hulu or here in New Zealand, it's on Disney Plus. And I think it would have been like last year, I went to the Girls in Business Conference. I just went to it this weekend as well for this year's, but last year's one. Uh, Sim from Girls That Invest, another fabulous podcast if you haven't listened to it. She, in her speaking or her speech that she did at the Girls in Business Conference, she actually quoted Kris Jenner and she talked about her love of the Kardashians and how they are just like business moguls. And when you actually listen to them, you can learn some really important lessons. And I really love the way that Sim talks about the Kardashians, just like unshakably like, yes, I do love them and I think they're amazing. So (laughs) I've been kind of following that tune and being like, okay, it's time to drop the shame on my love of the Kardashians and just own it, Ellen. But the more you kind of watch them with an analytical eye, there is a lot to learn. They are smart when it comes to things in business. And although some of you might have seen this viral video on Skim's new nipple bra and being like, this is freaking weird. I really want to unpack it a little bit more and look at the marketing behind it and what this is actually doing for their company and my thoughts as to why they have launched this product. Now for a little bit of context, Skim's launched four years ago and in four years, they have built the company up to be valued at four billion US dollars. $4 billion is massive. Last year alone, it was valued at, I think, $3.2 billion, And they've added an extra eight to that, rounded it up to four in this year. So this year alone, they are on track to do $750 million in sales through uh, the company. And that is also an increase from $500 million in 2022. So This is pretty impressive when we think about the conversations that most businesses have been having in the last year. In 2023, there's been a lot of talk about cost of living crisis, recessions, all of those scary words. And one thing I always tell my students in the Dishing Up Digital School and the the social media managers that I coach and teach 
is that the money is still being spent. There is still money flowing through the economy. There are still people who aren't actually impacted by the cost of living crisis. And although I'm very in touch with, you know, the real world, the realities of what's happening to a lot of families and a lot of people struggling, I think a lot of people get caught up in these stories and don't realize as business owners, there's actually still a lot of potential out there and there's people spending. We might just have to work a little bit harder to find those businesses, those clients or those customers. And I think Skims is a prime example of someone that is number one, not in a sort of lower price bracket. Skims are expensive. They're a little bit more upper market. I guess they're, they're not Louis Vuitton or, you know, the, the top tier luxury, but they're also not Target. They're not like the warehouse that we have in New- here in New Zealand. That's kind of like our lower ticket um, kind of fashion store that you might go to, right? They're not Kmart. Kmart is another one, Australia, New Zealand. I know Kmart, sidetrack. Kmart is not the same in the US, okay? <laughs> you hear Australians and Kiwis talking about Kmart. Our Kmart is Target, okay? But anyway, I sidetrack. My point is Skims is pretty pricey. And having bought Skims myself this year, uh, the things that I have bought, I have, I've, I've done a couple of orders over the past couple of years, I will admit. But this year, for me, it was like a real treat. Like I got some really special new things and it was, you know, a, a real treat to myself. And that is the price bracket that they are working in. It's not like an everyday necessity. It is a little bit of a, a luxury item because of that price point. And I think that's even more important to point out at the moment when all we're hearing about is companies struggling, companies not getting enough sales, etc. And they are an example of someone who's growing and they're growing in a space you probably wouldn't think be would be at the moment. So that's a really important first thing to address. And when it came to analyzing why they've done so well, I have pulled out four key strategies that I think we can all take away, no matter our business, we can all take away from this episode and adopt and utilize these in our own social media strategies. Now, the interesting thing to note about skims when they came into the industry when they started selling their shapewear they've originally started with shapewear and they've launched into like underwear bras loungewear all of that kind of stuff but they started with shapewear and this was an industry that was primarily dominated by one company think we all know what it is Spanx like Spanx has been the go-to like I didn't even really know the word shapewear like it's one of those things like Panadol is actually paracetamol (laughs) medication but I call it Panadol even though that's the brand name I know in the U.S. like you call a tissue a Kleenex because like Kleenex is the brand but it's just so popular you just call it the brand name so similarly I would call Spanx Spanx. Even if it wasn't Spanx, I would call Shapewear Spanx. Like I didn't know what the word, the word Shapewear wasn't a concept to me, but Spanx was. And for me, that illustrates how powerful and dominant this brand was in the market. Now, I, um, I'm obsessed with Sarah Blakely who is the founder of Spanx. I think she's amazing. I think she's so smart. I think she created something groundbreaking and no discredit to her. And it's, it's kind of funny that (laughs) her along with Kim Kardashian is one of like, or one of the the many female business owners that I look up to. And funnily enough, they both run shapewear companies. But my point being is Skims came into the market at a bit of a disadvantage. They weren't coming up with something completely new. They were coming somewhere or coming into an industry or a niche where there was already someone with the dominant market share. They had loyal customers. 
they had created shapewear and skims were coming in as just essentially another option for shapewear. So they had to fight for their share of the market. And these four key marketing strategies, I think, really helped them do that and help them get to this $4 billion company that it is today. And the first thing that I have to bring up is about the product itself. And this was a quote I found in my research from the uh, founder, no, the CEO, sorry, obviously Kim Kardashian is the founder, duh. the CEO, Jens Creed, I think that's how you know say his name. And this was a quote from one of his interviews. It says, marketing is great, but it is no substitute for poor product. So interesting enough, I know I was wanting to talk about marketing strategies today, but I do want to say before that, or kind of as my first marketing rule, is you have to think about your product and what your product does and the quality of your product and use, use that as a marketing technique. Because if you have a shitty product, if you have uh, a service, if you guys are service-based entrepreneurs like me, if your service is underwhelming and not delivering for your clients, like your business isn't going to go far. And marketing a good product is so much easier than marketing a poor product as well. So not only can your customers see through it when they start working with you or they buy their pro your product and they're going to be like, actually, this is shit. I'm not going to buy it again. I'm going to tell all my friends. I'm going to slate them on social media. Like that is a dangerous zone to be in. But also it helps you with your marketing to have a good product. And the number one thing that Skims has done so well for their marketing is creating products that solve problems. So yes, they have identified that, that shapewear is already quite, a, an, I don't want to say oversaturated market, but it was a market that already had several brands in there and they had one that was dominantly, you know, taking over the market. They came in and they saw that Spanx were not as inclusive and not as diverse as they could be in terms of both their products, in terms of their sizing, in terms of like the, the shapewear itself. Like Skims is really known for doing different shapewear, like shapewear for low backs, shapewear for um, slits, the, like dresses with slits, which can also be used for people who might be disabled as well. So they've done like a range of like shape shapewear that's easy to use for disabled people. They've had disabled models. They've had plus size models. They've had models of every ethnicity, shape, size, color that you can think of. And it's truly beautiful and it does stand out in the market. So that was the first thing that they did. Like they identified this problem in the market in terms of, the shapewear not delivering all of the options, but also the shapewear companies lacking in diversity and not delivering for that customer base. And this is where Skims has gotten a lot of praise online. And again, that conversation really helps get people interested in the product as well. The other thing they've done in terms of solving a problem and why I think this is so important with your marketing and selling how you solve those problems is combining comfort and cool. I specifically think of this when it comes to their like underwear range, typically like nude underwear, like no one wants to wear nude underwear because it's not very sexy, right? <laughs> like a nude plain bra that looks good under your t-shirt is not what we categorize as a sexy piece of lingerie. What Skims has done is they've identified that and be like, hey, how can we make women feel really beautiful, but also comfortable and cool? How can we combine all of those things together to create the perfect range of bras and underwear? 
And I saw this as a comment on social media when I was researching and, and trying to figure out what bra I wanted to buy from Skims. Someone had commented and said, and it's just like stuck with me. And it came up again when I was researching. It came up in my mind again when I was researching for this episode. But they said, thank you, Kim Kardashian, for making nude underwear cool. And that is really what she's done. And that is a point of difference that is solving a problem. And that is so key, not only for the, the growth and potential of your business, but also with your marketing. Like that is how she markets it. She wears all her nude bras and lingerie and underwear and she photographs it and markets it and make it look, makes it look cool and also practical. Like she shows the practical side of it. She'll showcase how you can wear or her or her team will showcase how you can wear like her um, bras with different t-shirts, how they don't like show through, but they're also really comfortable. They show the stretchiness, the elasticity. They have um, categories with no underwire for those who find that really uncomfortable. So all of these little things, the, the, the benefits of the product, the problems they're solving, the transformation they're offering their customers and clients, they make this a strong pillar in their marketing. In their content, they demonstrate why their, why their product can help their customer and why it is better than the rest on the market. And that is what everybody needs to be doing in any niche, in any industry, no matter whether you sell products or no matter where you sell uh, services or courses, digital, digital products like me. Now, the second Skims marketing strategy I want to talk about, and I promise we will get back to the nipple bra. <laughs> I have so much more to say on this, but I just wanted to run through all four, four of these first. The second one they do uh, the second marketing technique they utilize is using other audiences. What I mean by this is partnerships and collaborations. This is something that I'm really looking to do more of personally in my business in 2024. Like I'm really making it one of my goals because I am very shy and introverted. So actually collaborating with other people and all of that kind of stuff, I do find challenging. But even so, like I have had um, some collaborations and especially like guest interviews on the podcast this year. And there's people that I have networked. So that's pretty awesome. And with my second business, McKinsey Studios, it's definitely something we've been doing more of recently and partnering with other brands. Um, and again, in the plans, in the pipeline for 2024. But Skims takes this to a whole new level, a whole new level, sorry. And it's not just about working with influencers. Yes, that's a big part of it. I think Skims has done amazing working with influencers. One strategy I really like is that when an influencer naturally does a Skims unboxing or something that's not paid, Skims then reaches out, contacts them and sends them more product. So they're actually doing it in a really organic way. Like they're watching what their customers are doing on social and who's popping up and then establishing like a further relationship with them. And then of course they just have the big influences that they do genuinely pay to do lookbooks, unboxings, all of that kind of jazz. But they also have the micro influences. I see this so much on TikTok, like people being like, oh my gosh, I posted about Skims and now they've sent me this box of their new collection for me to review. And I just think that's so smart. It's like, yes, influencer marketing is important, but they have this range all the way from supermodels to bigger influencers through down to micro influencers. They really understand 
the social space and how to utilize that through collaborations. The other thing they do is collaborating with other brands. So again, the Fendi Skims collaboration, does anyone remember that? I certainly didn't buy from from that collaboration. It wasn't really my cup of tea, but it sold out and it performed really well for the company. Uh, It helped them a lot from my reading to establish the Skims brand in China. They were trying to branch into that, that market and partnering with an already established luxury brand in that space really did help generate some buzz. So again, what you're doing with all of these things, whether it's influencers, micro-influencers, collaborating with people on TikTok, collaborating with, collaborating with other brands, what you're doing is essentially, oh, tongue-tied, essentially utilizing someone else's audience. You're almost piggybacking on their audience, and it is a great way to grow organically on social media. I honestly think it's probably one of the fastest ways to do it. However, if you're going to be working with like major influencers, there is obviously going to be some payment involved. Not everybody's going to do it for free. Maybe micro influencers might be more inclined to, but I definitely think in the last year, especially, there's been a massive shift into everybody gets paid. There is no freebies as such on social media. So that could be a limitation for some businesses, just not having the capacity or budget. That's something that I can definitely relate to with my businesses. We don't always have the budget to run collaborations or influencer partnerships. Now, moving on to number three, my third marketing strategy I see Skims using is scarcity. Scarcity is personally one of my favorite marketing techniques. A lot of people think scarcity is like a bit of a sleazy tactic because the idea is to either have a limited number or a limited time and push people into purchasing. But over my years of working in digital marketing, I have really seen how, especially when it comes to selling my own courses, I see how people take advantage if an offer is just always there and it's always open because there's no motivation for them to pull the trigger. And for me in my space, I am essentially helping change change someone's life. I am offering to help coach them through starting a business, learning all of the lessons that I had to learn the hard way and setting them up for success. And I do have students who go on to build incredible businesses. I just had a message from someone the other day who's had their first 10K month, incredible. I reconnected with one of my past students who now has 20 contractors, a team of 20 people working for her. She's built her whole agency. When I first met her, when she came into the Dishing Up Digital School, she had one client. Crazy. So for me, I know what's at the other end, the transformation, the outcome for the people that sign up for my program. But I also know a lot of people hesitate. It's very difficult for them to make that investment in themselves, to take the leap, to take the plunge. It's scary. And often for a huge majority of people, the only thing that will get them across the line to get them through their fear is scarcity, is me putting on a limited time discount. Suddenly they're on the fence, they're on the fence for months and months and months and they're like, cool, let's do it. This is an opportunity. So although you might feel scarcity is like this sleazy technique, I think as long as it's done with integrity, if it's done the right way, it can work so effectively in your business. And I've seen this with skims. They do so many limited edition launches for every sort of holiday. The one I'm thinking of that I'm just gutted I missed out on just because I, I mean, <laughs> I don't follow them that closely. So it was like I discovered it after it had launched, but it was a Valentine's Day launch. 
basically. And it was like this like pink themed, like soft pink colors. And you guys know that I love pink. It's my color. It's my business color. It's my branding and my fave color. And they do every sort of launch for any kind of season they can think of. There is a limited time launch. And then they just have one-off collections. They had, I think they had like a neon collection this year. They do like glitter collections. I know they did a velvet collection, which coming back to the previous point on partnerships, they had like uh, Paris Hilton. So it was recreating some of Kim and Paris's like iconic early 2000 looks with their juicy sweatpants, but they're obviously like skim sweatpants. Um, so they they do a lot of these fun launches, but the key thing is they're limited stock. Nine times out of 10, these launches don't come back unless it's like super, super successful and they end up adding the color to their like core collection. But most of the time it's a limited only availability. So they have a limited amount of stock and it's available for a limited amount of time. This creates so much freaking hype. People get so excited. People are just like desperate to buy because they know they will never have that chance again. And they know there's hundreds of other people on the website shopping it with them at the same time. Uh, Skims does really well creating wait lists, launching or announcing something quite early to create that buzz and then dropping the full collection. This is also something that I think we really saw with Kylie Cosmetics is that scarcity, you know, she kept running out of stock, which was kind of frustrating, I think, for a lot of people. So again, there's an element of doing it right and having integrity and all of those kind of things. But I think you cannot ignore scarcity whether it's through discounts or limited spots, limited number of availability. For those of you planning Black Friday discounts and maybe or Black Friday deals and you don't want to offer a discount, you don't want to lower the price of your product or your service, think about either bundles, so how they could buy three, get one free of some kind of service or product. And also think about scarcity in terms of numbers. Maybe you launch like a one-on-one coaching offer and you only have three spots available, right? Maybe you do some power hours for your Instagram coaching, or maybe you launch a new product if you're a product-based business and you only have maybe 100 units. Or maybe everybody who orders on Black Friday gets a free gift with purchase, but it's only for the first 50 orders. Things like this create scarcity. It's not always about the discounts and deals. Scarcity for me is always gonna be a winning marketing marketing tactic And you can definitely do it in a right way with integrity. Now, this brings me back to the nipple bras, (laughs) the fourth marketing technique, which is kind of closely intertwined with number two and three. I think they work closely all together. But number four is the viral campaigns and launches. This is what the nipple bra for me has been all about. Like this is freaking weird. It is a bra with nipples like literally attached to it. You would think for most people... The idea is to hide your nipples, right? Put on a padded bra because you don't want to see them. Now, I will say that I think a little bit of this is like Kim's Kim, (laughs) Kim bringing her controversial opinion to social media and that I think she she loves like the free the nip look because a lot of the Skims bras, especially the initial ones that were launched, were very like sheer and minimal and thin. So again, I love bringing controversial opinions to social media. I think they get lots of engagement, a lot of views, a lot of traction. And I think that is a little bit of this. I think it's Kim being like, hell yeah, we should rock the free the nip movement. Like, let's just free the nip every day, even when we have a padded bra. 
And I think that is an element of it. And I love, I love opinions on social media, but like, let's not lie. I checked the date when I saw the first post about this nipple bra to be like, is it April's Fools? Like, is this actually legit? Is this actually going to be a real product? And even now, part of me questions it. I'm like, is it real? Like, is it just a joke? Like, am I going to put out this podcast episode? And then the day it launches, she's going to be like, psych, I was just kidding, guys. But what I think is so interesting has been the response to it. And this is where you can get a little bit analytical about her viral campaigns. They're not loved by everyone. And that's the point. She is trying to be controversial to create buzz and essentially get free organic marketing. When I popped nipple bra into Google this morning on on my research session for this podcast, there were so many articles that popped up. She is getting press left, right and center for this. And if I bring up her Instagram page here in just a second, here we go. That video promoting the nipple bra, which I highly recommend you go watch because it's hilarious, has 42.3 million views and counting. 42.3 million views. Now, yes, we know this is Kim Kardashian. She gets a lot of views on her social, social media videos. But if I look back, her previous video, Skims Men's launch, 10 million views. So literally, like, not even half of the amount of views that she got on the nipple bra. The next one, a Cardi B video. Cardi B is a massive star, right? Only 24 million versus the 42 million. Another one, 12 million, 11 million, 5 million, 23 million, 15 million, 10 million, 6.9 million. So all of these previous videos that I would say she's been posting for months and months, even look, her Prada, uh, no, was it? Her Dolce & Gabbana collaboration, 9.5 million. Her Met Gala video, 27 million. She's got one skims for dogs campaign that's interesting another quirky weird product that she's created skims for dogs 30 million views so that is the only one I can see from this year that's like come close in terms of views to the nipple bra and it's another controversial product right is it is it actually I don't know I'm scrolling through the comments now was this actually a product might have to research that. But again, how interesting is that? Her controversial launches. She has launched this product knowing that people are going to think it's weird AF. She knows that we're all going to sit here and be like, is this real? Is this legit? Is it April Fool's already? She knows that. Oh, actually, maybe the dog one was an April Fool's joke because when I looked at the date, that did say April on it. Maybe it was. And, you know, time will tell if this is a legit product. In the comment section, there were some great comments around people that actually genuinely wanted to buy the product and thought it was genius. Uh, There was a conversation around breast cancer survivors who no longer have a nipple and how empowering it would be for them to have a bra like this. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And again, maybe that's coming back to her diversity and her inclusion. You know, let's include breast cancer survivors. Let's make a bra for them. That is beautiful. The other thing that's really cool that she's doing with this campaign is 10% of every sale is going to an organization called 1% for the Planet. This is a climate change organization, a global network of thousands of businesses working together to support the people on the planet. Uh, So it's got a really cool mission behind it. Like, I think this is awesome if this is just Kim Kardashian being like, hey, let's do a really fun campaign to try make a difference with something 
oh my gosh, I'm just looking at her Instagram. Is that Kim Cattrall? Okay, I can't say her last name. Oh my gosh, it is from Sex in the City. So again, <laughs> this is another amazing launch kind of thing, launch, launch technique that she does. As well, again, this blends really nicely with point two around utilizing other, other, other audiences, partnering with influencers. With a lot of her launches, she does big celebrity ones that you wouldn't expect or unique ones. She reunited some of the most iconic Victoria's Secret models for one of her launches. And that, again, was something that went viral. She got press everywhere, all organic. She just puts the content out there and it goes crazy. And that was something unique. That was a viral campaign because she did something no one has done before. She's done, she's pulled together. It was like Tyra Banks, Heidi Klum, um, Candice Wanapol, like these major, major models from the 90s who were just ruling the catwalk and or 90s and early 2000s maybe. And she's brought them together and it's created so much hype and excitement. That is actually exactly what she's doing with the Sex and the City star. It's exactly what she did when she brought in uh, Snoop Dogg for a Christmas campaign. So as well as hitting point number two of using influencers and models, it's also hitting that viral campaign technique. She is creating things intentionally to generate conversation and debate. She wants you to be in the conversation or to be in the comment section saying that the nipple bra is dumb because she knows it's going to boost and get more more attention and more hype. And again, some of you might have a bit of an ethical dilemma around this, like creating a whole product just to generate hate and comments and conversation and being controversial. But I do think there are some interesting lessons that we can learn from Skims. And one of the other interesting quotes from their CEO, Jen's Creed, was around the conversation of paid advertising. So this was the quote. If you look from an ROI point of view, the cost of paid social has gone up substantially over the past few few years, while the effectiveness is now downtrending. We don't think the equation makes sense anymore. So Skims apparently is not doing paid advertising. So apparently, I don't know if this is 100% true, but according to the CEO, like you're not going to see a Skims Facebook ad. You're going to see an organic Skims post. So something that may, maybe they paid to uh, an influencer or some kind of thought leader or someone to create the video. Maybe, you know, they definitely paid Cardi B, right? So there is an element of paid advertising to it. But what they mean is they're not using Facebook ads. Like they're not putting you know, $10,000 into Facebook, into Meta and pumping out ads and doing all that kind of stuff. They rely on organic social media, which is really awesome to see because we all know how much I love organic marketing. So that was basically everything that I wanted to say in today's episode. It was a bit of a fun one, a bit of a casual one. Like I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to put it up, have some fun. And if you want to join the conversation, send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, what you think of skims, what you think of the nipple bra. And yeah, slide into my DMs. Let's chat. Always love a chat about marketing. And yeah, with that all out of the way, I'm going to catch you in next week's episode. Make sure you are subscribed to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast for more episodes on all things social media. And yeah, see you around. Bye, guys.